We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, Knicks fans. How you doing? It's your boy, Jonathan Macri, with you for another episode of the Knicks Film School podcast coming at you on Labor Day. Um, That is when this episode is dropping, at least. However, uh, and I say this up front because it will be probably relevant, uh, we are recording this episode at 9.30 p.m. on uh, Thursday night, September 1st, which is... The, the the night of the day in which Donovan Mitchell did not get traded to the Knicks. Um, before I get to that matter briefly, um, introduce our guest for today. He, what am I talking about? He's not a guest. He's, he's, he's what is he? He's a uh, panel for today. Yes. The panel. Yeah. I like panel. The panelist. There you go. Panelist. Well, I meant like eventually John, I thought was going to introduce me, but never mind. Just introduce Benji. You're good. <laughs> So I, scattered right now. I know. I'm okay. Let me let me get the introductions over with Ben, <laughs> ben Ritholtz. Hello. Hey. Andrew Claudio. Hello. Hi. <laughs> this hap- This shit went down. What time did it go down? Three thirty. Uh, about three thirty. Yeah. So six hours. I and I, obviously we did a two hour live stream. Um, you did a two hour live stream. I did a two hour live stream. How long was your live stream? <laughs> about three hours, John. Oh jeez. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, Donovan Mitchell was not the fifth pick in the NBA draft. So this is the last time, barring any other breaking news, you will hear his name uttered on this podcast. That's a lie. That's a lie. What? That we're, could we, do you think, do you not think we could go the rest of the episode with saying his name? 
I'm going to guarantee because one of his teammates is the fifth pick. It was a fifth pick in the draft. Oh, okay. It'll be impossible not to do it. But okay. That's um, that is yeah. a true story. That is a very true story. Um, Andrew, uh, do you want to take it away? I surely would love to take it away. Um, let's have some evergreen, mindless fun, if you if you please, to get our minds off of say please. new cavalier. We are here to do the fifth pick draft. And one thing I want to do up front um, is clarify some rules because that's something we haven't done at the beginning of any of these. And then there are you know questions about rules throughout that end up happening. Um, we're taking turns creating the best possible team using the all NBA format, a center, two forwards, two guards, and then two bench players that can't be the same position. Um, we're going to do a snake draft with an order that will determine in just a few seconds. Um, I guess a few minutes, I should say. Uh, as far as positional designation, first of all, you have to say what position you're putting the player at when you draft them. Yes. As far as what we determine the player is, if it is reasonable among the three of us that have watched basketball for the better part of our lives and, you know, aren't trying some chicanery. So I'll just, I'll use an example. Um, Kevin Love, even though, uh, LeBron James uh, considers him a center or their best lineups were with him as a center in the playoffs is a forward like that. That is that is not okay. a controversial thing. The, the last draft with Chris Bosh um, in Toronto, he was used as a center. And then in Miami, although he was better suited as a forward, he was a center. And that would be like Garnett in this draft. I would say yes. power forward or a center. He played center for the Celtics, played power forward mostly for the Wolves. But right? you just so have to say it before. I understand. Yes. Okay. And, and just to clarify, we said you said guards and forwards. You didn't say point guard wings, right? No, no, we're not. Two guards, is, two ben forwards, Falk did not center. create this draft. No. Yes. Two, yeah. It's the all NBA format. A guard, two guards, uh, some two crappy center is going to get drafted. <laughs> uh, two guards, two forwards, a center. Um, I would argue there are three centers available. It's a rough draft. <laughs> so this should be an interesting draft. Um, some trivia about the fifth overall pick. Uh, there have been 10 Hall of Famers, two MVPs, obviously Kevin Garnett and Charles Barkley. Eight. Um, wait, did Walcott Frazier ever win MVP? He did not. He, he finished, not. I believe he finished third one year and maybe fourth another. I could look that up, though. There you go. Um Eight players with at least a uh, hundred accrued win shares over their career, and then the trivia I'll ask these guys: six All Stars this century. Can you name them? Six All Star fifth picks this century. Yes, this century. Uh, so since the year two thousand. So Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade's one thirteen time All Star. Demarcus Cousins, four time All Star. Kevin Love, five time All Star. Kevin Garnett, drafted in nineteen ninety seven. Darius, oh, so Darius Garland what was an all-star this year, wasn't it? That's he? right. That's one time all-star. But wait a minute. So oh, I, I thought you meant I said were this they century. A, yeah, but drafted this century, or were they an all-star this century? No, drafted this century. Oh, I that, yeah, I, that that's, was a how many are we missing? Two. Because you got Garland. Yeah. So um, you said Wade, Love, Cousins, and uh Garland. So there's two more. Was Jay Rich an all-star? No, I did. I was Curious. In fact, the only accomplishment he has in his career, as far as uh, basketball reference accolades, because they don't put slam dunk champion on there, <laughs> is an all rookie team that he made. Hmm. Oh, Trey Young. Missed him. Trey Young, two time oh, all star. How could we disrespect Devin Harris? One-time Devin all-star. Harris, one time all star. Well done, John. And then last but not least, since 1980, there have only been nine NBA champions taken with the fifth overall pick. 
since 1980. Since 1980. There's only, only five? Nine, only oh, nine. nine NBA champions. Okay. Love. Kevin Love. One Garnett. Time champ. Wade. Kevin Garnett. So one time champ. Dwayne, Dwayne Wade. Kevin Love. Kevin Garnett. Ray Allen. Uh, Ray Allen. Garnett's teammate. Also Dwayne um, Wade's teammate. Mike Miller. Mike Miller. Dwayne Wade's teammate. How many we got left? Four. Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen. Michael <laughs> Jordan's teammate. Uh, wasn't Mitch Richmond on one of those? Mitch Rippin, Kobe, Mitch Rippin, Rich, Mitch Richmond, Steve uh, Smith, Steve Smith, back to back years in which yeah. Steve Smith won it as part of the roster in 04, oh, excuse me, 03 with the Spurs and Mitch Richmond won it in 02 with the Lakers when they defeated the Nets. Are we missing anybody? We're missing one more. Missing won it one with more. the big three Miami Heat. Is now... A coach, Jawan Howard. Jawan Howard. Good call. That's a good. Well call. done, Benji. So now we get to do one of my favorite parts, and we use this convoluted high tech system to decide the draft order. We're gonna play some high card draw. Okay, so we will go first. Benji, as the guest of honor, first of all, do you trust me to shuffle correctly and not pull any chicanery uh, in rigging this draft order? I trust you with my life. Whoa, that's way too much responsibility, but I'll take it. I do. Benji, your card is a three. God. Wow. Damn. Your life died. Um, (laughs) (laughs) John, I'm going to shuffle again. Where does Jaden Ivey go in this draft? That's what I want to know. Oh, I guess we'll find out. If he gets picked. Is he Um, eligible to get picked? Yes. We've done current. We've done current. I don't know why you would take him. What, do what are you basing want? it off of? Why are we, what are you basing it off of? Well, it depends how you think he's going to do. But you, Okay, so... I thought about taking Bajero, I think, in the first pick draft. We should clarify the way we've been doing it is based the first off pick, of... There are a lot of good players off of in the first their pick draft. careers. You're, I think I doing, you're basing your pick. That's why Scotty Barnes got taken, because at least you've got a... You've got a, uh, a rookie of the year there. Oh. Maybe I'm confusing that with... I, I thought about putting Bajero pretty high up in my in my... Uh, trade value, value yeah, and then we that—that's what it is. I then don't I think change the rule. We, I we reserve the right to, the to select Jaden Ivy and then laugh at you all in twelve years. You can, you can do the that. voting. Will have happened <laughs> way before that, Benji. All right, what, what, what's my card? John's card is a queen. Ah, oh, John, you might be end up with the one pick here. I don't know if I want the first pick, but right. oh, I do. I do. I have a strong take. Oh, okay. You have well, a strong take. Oh, well, I guess we'll find Goodness out. Gracious. My pick will be. Jack. Wow. Just missed. All right. So John has the one pick. I have the two pick and Benji has the three pick. So I'm just going to talk this out and um, say the obvious, which is that Walt Frazier is not making it back around to me. And this is a draft that will be voted on by uh, the Twitter followers of the Knicks Film School Twitter account. Correct. Mm -hmm. Largely Knicks fans. Draft with your heart. Um. Yeah, but that would be disingenuous to take Walt Frazier first overall in a first pick draft. Listen, this draft is inspired by the big picture. Amanda Dobbins drafts with her heart. Okay. That's movies, which are not objective. Well, objective in the eye of the beholder, John, is whether or not you think you should take Walt Frazier first overall. I'm not. I'm going to honor the exercise and I'm, I'm going to... I could take Garnett at center, right? You can. I thought we said he we couldn't because he's a forward. No, what? 
I thought we I thought we said okay, so let's clarify again at the KG. Top. I just I said I said he would be you the said center. example. Uh, yeah, he played. You haven't center. done it that way. What we've done it is because he didn't play center. Kendrick Perkins played center. Um, in oh, like we went with man. the he majority of his. He played some. Did he? Were there lineups where he played center? But that's the point. We're going with the lineup. You the position you played the majority. John tried to do right. with the first pick, and he tried to find LeBron a guard. I accept that. Let's yes. put John in the corner. Fine, forward it is. He has it, Kevin Garnett is a forward. Done. I, I still got. I still got to take him. Okay, so Kevin Garnett is the first overall pick. I think it's the right pick. I think I'm. I'm not as high historically on Kevin Garnett, and like as as I think consensus is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at his best, Barkley was better than Garnett. Uh, but because I think at his best, Barkley was like. I don't know. Was he the second best offensive player of the nineties? I feel like it's, I mean, conversation, second, third, whatever. Um, and Garnett, I don't think was ever that sort of defense, uh, offensive force defensively. He was obviously, obviously one of the greatest players in NBA history. Um, but I think Garnett has earned the right to be the first pick in this draft. Okay. Kevin Garnett won. Benji, you were saying you had a take about the, I'm going to let you go first, first before I did my take. Oh, so that's that right. means, it's my pick. It's my, that pick. means his, okay. that means his, his best player is still on the board. <laughs> um, you guys aren't ready for oh boy for my Tom Thacker take oh no <laughs> <laughs> so as I talk this out um, I actually don't think it's it's all that close and I have gone with an I'm going with a new strategy for this these drafts in that, that I don't care what the voting is I'm going with the players I want anymore Good for you dot mob Exactly. I did like cool Twitter. You win. Um, I, I as long as I'm happy with my team, oh, I'll man. be happy. I love. I don't, I don't have any of this uh, scar tissue. This is no. Great. I come in fresh. What I'm are ready. the? Hold on. What are the standings? Who's? Oh, we so we each won one of each. We each won the first, second, and third pick. And then who won the fourth? I, I don't know who won the fourth. I can look it up while Benji's going. Look, um, I would like to know that. So, um, I will go. I'll go Charles Barkley. It's it's it should be unassailable. And as somebody who saw, I actually think there's an argument, like you said, John, for the one pick. But I think there is too. I, regardless of whether there should or not, I'm happy with him being my one pick. But, I saw enough of, as far as rewatching games in the '90s and enough of his like the end of his prime during that '97 '98 Rocket season that this is a guy in a clinching game seven, average four up. Uh, Put up 44, 22, and seven at, in, a, in a game seven. We would put those numbers all over every graphic you could possibly think of on NBA Twitter. If that was a thing, we would point to the mo- like this moment and be like, oh, he's him. You know, um, Charles Barkley, a mound round a rebound. And I hope, I hope that there are not too many young people watching this that say the guy, the, the fat guy from TNT is your second pick. And yes, he was a problem in the 90s. I think. I think the biggest knock on Barkley is he let go of the rope a little bit too early. I mean, there were, you know, especially when you're talking about guys like Garnett and like Duncan, who we obviously took very, very high in our first pick draft. Like those guys kept it going at such a high level, like really in deep into their thirties. Whereas Barkley really like he made one all-star team in Houston. Did he really deserve to make that all-star team? I don't know, but like 32, 33, he was kind of, and then there were some other years in there in Philly where maybe he wasn't giving it, you know, everything he had. So I think there's more, there was more meat on the bone for Barkley, 
but I, I agree that these are the top two picks, but I think I have a feeling Benji may disagree. John D this is the last thing on Barkley. The didn't deserve all-star games, I think are the most are the most important. Like Tim Duncan didn't deserve to make probably his last two, but out of respect, because you have to, those guys make extra all-star all-star teams. As a result, Dwayne Wade is probably an 11 time all-star. And those last two are because we're making sure Dwayne Wade makes it to the all-star team because he's Dwayne Wade. Barkley has that same type of connotation or, or designation. Benji, I am very excited to find out what this take you have is. So the floor is yours. You guys. Uh Oh, you Knicks fans. <laughs> oh, I love it. Drag us, Benji. Charles Barkley. Let's talk about Charles Barkley for a oh, second. Oh, no. Oh, no. What's wow. up? Let's talk about the round mound of rebound. Uh-huh. Tell me about his playoff successes, John. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, he had a pretty great finals against Michael Jordan. 93 season was great. Let me ask you this. Did he ever have a 36, 19, 7, and 5 steals in a game seven? As I, I'll just, I will, I will cut you off right there. It, th- this is, I think this is the right pick here. Hold and on. He hasn't made it yet. He hasn't made it yet. He hasn't made it yet. He answered the question. Yes or no? Has, has no, he never did. Has Barkley anyone ever had a 36, 19, 7, and 5 steal game in game seven of a finals? And it wasn't just that. He's, he had so many other great playoff games, big playoff games too. Still, no, still haven't answered the question. Yeah, no. <laughs> You're talking Walt Clyde Frazier, my friends. He made seven All Star games, and he had a very short prime. I am willing to admit it was yeah. a short prime. Different time, different era. Seventies basketball guys didn't play for as long. We're talking about a specimen of a guard. What would what would Walt Clyde Frazier look like today? You talk about. You talk about initiators, Donovan Mitchell. We brought him up earlier, maybe. Talk about a guy that could have run an offense in today's day and age with spacing, with his size and strength, his jump shot. Like, we're not talking about top 10 players of all time here in this number five draft. Like, they don't exist here. No, they're not. It's not close. Like, we're not taking, like, Clyde Frazier has a legitimate argument. I think certainly to surpass Garnett. And I don't think Barkley's as far ahead as we're making him out to be. And considering the playoff heroics, which is what it's all about. And we're talking about one of the greatest playoff heroes of all time. He's awesome. I am proud to say I would have taken Walt Clyde Frazier first in this draft. Wow. Wow. And I am taking him here at number three. And I'm I respect thrilled to it. have him aboard. I respect it. Plus, I, I, this was the best. I think this might have been. I'm, gonna, I'm curious where you go next. I think there's an argument. This this is the best pick to have in this draft. Oof. So, yeah, this is tough. Number two is tough. Oh, I think there's a. I, I got a guy. But considering who I already have at the guard spot. That's okay. I am going to go with perhaps the most versatile wing yeah. in the history of the National Basketball Association. I now have guarding the two best perimeter players that any of you have. One Walt cried Frazier and one Scotty Pippen. <laughs> now you tell me who's scoring on those guys. You tell me because I think I just locked your butts up. 
How about this? Uh, I think maybe without question, the fifth pick, the top of the fifth pick, at least. I mean, pretty, pretty good defensive accolades. I mean, Garnett, Frazier, Pippen, are they three of the 10 best defensive players in NBA history? 10 of the 15 or three of the 15 greatest? They're somewhere in that conversation for sure. You're forgetting you're forgetting someone too. Well, I'm not going to say. To we're not. We're, no, I'm just saying. To the vest, who's also phenomenal defensively. But, but I think uh, those three, three out of four, unlike uh, except for the guy that Andrew took, of course. Um, very good. Speaking of Andrew, Benji, I love you. Thank you. Well done. It's over already. I'm just letting you know. Um, it might. You know, I got to tell you, that's coming out of the gate strong. It is. It is. I love the take. I love the passion. Um, can I take you back in time a bit, Benji? Uh, to please do. Uh, oh oh like, boy. Nine or ten days ago, when you were on this very podcast with me, oh, I thought Jeremy. you were going to take us back to like 1959. I, no, no, yeah, no, no, I was no, expecting more recent something that something that you know John actually remembers. Um, so about nine, ten days ago, we did like a fun round round table, me, you, and Jeremy, where we asked the questions that we've always wanted to to have answers to, and. Benji, I asked you about how important is defense and you made sure to emphasize just how more important offense is <laughs> in the NBA. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot Clyde Frazier was a inept offensive player. No, just it, Who it's, is he, funny that, it's funny that you're pointing to how important, <laughs> how important the defensive end of the floor is. And yet you want to talk about playoff success. Um, how about a guy that... Was a three-time champion, Uh, not a scrub on the defensive end, but as you mentioned, uh, how important offense is, a scoring champion. And so chalk. It is chalk. Yes, this was going to be the five first picks in this draft. Yes, unless somebody surprises with Vince Carter, this was going to be the first five picks in this draft. And then, I mean, I hate to do this, but um. You want to talk about playoff heroics? How about a guy that averaged 34 points, seven rebounds, four assists on 46% shooting for a six-game series that regardless of what you know Tim Donaghy and his friends were doing, um, was able to win Miami a championship and create a narrative for the next 15 years. That is nonsense. But yet, still, people believe in it. I'm going with Dwayne Wade with my next pick. What what, what nonsense mar- narrative? Uh, you mean the one where the Heat just have this magical culture that is oh, no okay. no way at all performance enhancing drugs um, that just gets people in shape all of a sudden wow. when really all they did was draft Dwayne Wade, who just happened to be friends with LeBron and just happened to go to the right city, even though they wanted Chris Bosh instead. Um, fair. Okay. <laughs> Dwayne Wade, my next pick. Really wish Dwayne Wade had traded down. Wait, well, I will say that the Wade and Barkley pick and pick and roll terrifies me a bit. Mm-hmm. But pretty good. Um, we have the personnel to handle it. So <laughs> John's got KG backing it up, so he'll be fine. I have, hey, I have no, KG backing go. it up, and uh, I should curious have. For, curious where you go with this, John? I should have foreseen that this would be the way that this would end up. Interestingly enough. Um, I am going to make KG's first teammate here, uh, his actual teammate on Boston. I will go Ray Allen with my mm. first pick. Um, they hate each other. Chemistry is broken. 
listen, when the Celtics were healthy, undefeated, they would have won every championship in the history uh-huh. of NBA basketball had they just stayed healthy for all that time. Um, no, I mean, again, Ray, Ray, you just sounded like every person from Boston that I know. Well, without actually sounding like sounding from Boston. Like you know, Ray is an interesting figure historically because uh, amongst basically all all players that get uh, you know put into like or that are in the Hall of Fame conversation, there is as wide a discrepancy between his um, All Star appearances. He's on ten All Star teams and his All NBA appearances. He only made two, which basically is another way of saying that for the vast majority of his career. He was somewhere between the 15th and 25th best player in the league, which is very different from being a top five or even a top 10 player. Uh, I think that that's notable, especially since there are players on the board still who are, were certainly top five, top 10, maybe even top five for portions of their career. Um, that said, this guy, my God, he played in 171 playoff games and uh, had a, a pretty good Pretty good run. Um, won obviously two championships, made it to four uh, All Star games or four four finals. Yeah, I think uh, I think Ray Allen's the obvious pick here. The next pick now, I mean, I'll say his name because you mentioned him before. I think the chalk pick here is Vince Carter. Yes. Um, I, have I, never, I don't think it's an obvious pick. Though. I got to be honest. I don't think it's an obvious pick. I have never been a big Vince guy, as anyone who's who's heard me you know, talk about him before knows. Um, I think there should be a longer, well, let me, I shouldn't say that in the, in the NBA with the basketball hall of fame, where like participation trophies are like the the norm and uh, everybody gets in Uh, the fact that Vince Carter played and hung on long enough to accumulate. I think he got, didn't he get up to 25,000 career points somewhere whereabouts something along in in those, in that range. Um, You know, it's going to get him in, even though, he made two all NBA teams and like a lot of those all-star appearances were people voting for, you know, him because of reasons that didn't have to do with like on court production. Uh, so now that I've bashed the guy, do I want to take him? I, I mean, you're, you're underselling early Vince Carter. He, there was a moment where he was one of maybe one of the top 10 players in the league. I don't think it's there's a maybe there. No, granted, the league I was figuring out there's the league was figuring out who was next after Michael. And he just happened to have his unassailable peak between 2000 and 2005. Right. That uh, that peak is 24 a game on like decent efficiency. You want to talk about going like recap, recontextualizing numbers. Guys had 40 percent from three on four attempts in that stretch. We didn't care about that yet, but, you know. All right. I'm going to, I'll take Vince and I will take him at. Let's see. That's the other part. You could take him at forward or guard. He is reasonable to say forward or guard. I will take him at the forward spot. So you have Ray at guard, Vince at forward, KG at forward. So you're done with forwards. Yes. No, you can take a unit. Yeah. He can, you can go to your bench first. Or, yeah, so or before filling up other yeah, positions. Benji. That would be silly. Or it's strategy. Here's what I'll say with Ray and Vince too is you got you don't got to worry about offensive fit. Like those are two guys who can play with anybody. They can space the floor. The cool thing about Vince Carter is that as much as I agree with you that his like star years were underwhelming 
like he should have been better than he was. His later years were extremely impressive that he was able to, it's very rare that a star like that can kind of tone down his usage to the, to that extent and be a super helpful role player and really just like become a catch and shoot three and D guy, basically, which is what he was with Dallas. And um, he deserves a lot of credit for that. So I do like the fit. Now, I don't know how you're creating good offense right now, but <laughs> I'll get a point use guard, the table, eventually. Um, there are a lot of point guards. There are good point guards in this draft. Guards yeah. are loaded in this yeah. draft. If Dwayne Wade wasn't on a sale, well, I was thinking of... Honestly, I was hoping there would be two forwards that got back to me and it, it didn't work out. But um, regardless, it's my pick. And being someone that's in Queens right now and has kind of started to put roots down here, I've realized I have to gain an appreciation for Run DMC. Um, you know, Christmas wow. and Hollis. And something else I have appreciation for is Run TMC from the 90s. Yeah, I went a long way for that one, John. Oh, you uh, reached. I really did. You really reached. <laughs> really Anybody reached. who appreciates that, thank you. Anybody that doesn't, I don't care. Um, this is a man that won the Rookie of the Year um, in 1989. Uh, six-time All-Star uh, from 93, yeah, 93 to 98. So, so six straight years on the all-star team. We joke about that. He didn't win a championship. And unfortunately, and I've honestly had to, had to do this myself in showing a little more respect for when people call him a, the worst hall of famer ever, you know, where they I actually don't, don't agree with that, but well, so just like, that's the bar. If Mitch Richmond's a hall of famer, then we have to let this person in. Like he's the low bar. Yeah. This is a guy that, Aside from making all rookie, made five all NBA teams, two seconds, three seconds, and two thirds. I'll go with Mitch Richmond with my next pick, and I will put him at guard. And just real quick, like he those he didn't get the respect early on, I think, on those early Sacramento teams. But if you look, like you want to talk about a guy who came out of the gate swinging his rookie year, he put up twenty two points, six rebounds, um, four assists a game plus a, a steal and like it, it like right away, like his first three years in golden state, like all of them were, were like good years. Uh, he didn't make the all-star team in any of those years. And those were like Mitch, Mitch is good. I forget who it was that we were talking about in one of these drafts, but like guys get knocked for their playoff failures during times when like, there's just better teams out there, you know? And Mitch Richmond is one of them. And just like somebody had to be really good during the regular season and lose in the first round. That was just the nature of it. And he never, this is before player empowerment. So he never demanded a trade to another place or, you know, pick I mean, swaps he, and all these other things weren't he only made, part of it. He only made one playoff series in Sacramento. And right. They, they lost I, the first round. Yeah. I, but like, okay. So point is, he's like, oh, maybe that's actually worse. But regardless, like no, the teams are terrible. Guys that were really good during the regular season. Then you know, it's cut. It's I think he's a probably a slight man's or a slightly richer man's version of Bradley Beal. You know, um, eventually traded for. Eventually, oh, I know this. Uh, you, oh my God, a young player um, to Washington for oh why, Chris Weber. Chris Weber. There you go, and that, that created what the Kings were in the early two thousands. By the way. Uh, for those who haven't watched it yet, I mentioned him earlier. Tim Donaghy, the, the untold documentary that's on Netflix right now. Oh, boy. The NBA. Really better hope that nobody else watches it. That's all I'm going to say. Wow. I can't wait to watch so it. much indictment on that 
of the entire league and how they're more powerful than the mob might be more powerful than Congress. I, I would be shocked if this episode actually airs because I'm somewhere sleeping with the fishes. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Smooth Sack Summer is slowly coming to an end, fellas. If you haven't been scaping for the summer sun, it's not too late to sweep your sack of those pesky pubes. As summer comes to an end, keep your boys clean and fresh just in time for fresh ball fall. The leader in below-the-waist grooming is here to make sure your pubes feel smoother than a beach ball and smell fresher than your girl's pumpkin spice. Start the new season the right way and join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FILMSCHOOL at manscaped.com. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to keep your sweet, sweet sack in check. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear Hair and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a Travel Bag to hold all your goodies. Their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock, and gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? Whether you're hopping in the shower or hitting up the lake, this razor will devour even the strongest pubes. Now that your sack is smooth, lather up with Manscaped's liquid formulations to get that fresh ball fall freshness with the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant to stay cool in the heat. Their soothing aloe vera formula is the best in the business for below-the-waist freshness, and the clear drying formula keeps your sack looking and smelling good. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. That'll bring your comfort to another level at home and on the go. Keep yourself groomed from head to toe with their Shears 2.0, a luxury nail grooming kit. This kit includes stainless steel nail cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors. With the performance package, your balls will be ready to impress, but make sure you cover the rest with the Shears 2.0. Don't hesitate. Get 20% off and free shipping with code FILMSCHOOL at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code FILMSCHOOL at manscaped.com. Keep things smooth and fresh as we say sayonara to smooth sack summer and hello to fresh ball fall. Benji, you have two picks. Oh, yeah. You guys are just, <laughs> just, just, 
getting offense, just shooters out there. I, can't, I mean, it's just you got to first every of all, pick he makes now. Yeah, I really am. <laughs> nobody yet has picked Sidney Moncrief. Are you picking him? Yes. Okay. Sidney Moncrief, criminally underrated historical basketball player. Yep. Made the all defense team five times. Defensive player of the year twice. Probably a top 10 player in the 80s, maybe like how it's a half the decade. You could probably a top 10 player in the league. He deserved a look on the top 75. I'm not saying he mm-hmm. should have gotten the top 75, but I remember when I was doing my list, I yep. looked at him and his stats and his accolades, and I'm like, man, why is there not more conversation around him? At peak offensively, and he's not, unless we think he was just a defensive player, average 26, it's a four year peak I selected. He averaged 21, six and five on 51% shooting. This guy was a monster, a complete player, did everything well, including defend. I think I have to take him at guard, even though I don't want to, because he's six four. This is a draft where everybody's taking three guards. So I think I got to be your second at, guard. That's I fine. gotta take him at guard, but I, I that that's my guy. I'm going uh, with I'm going with Sid. I'll just say 1983 awards voting. Um he finished fourth in MVP behind uh winner Moses Malone, second place, Larry Bird, mm-hmm. third place, Magic Johnson. Ever heard uh, of him? <laughs> and finished one spot ahead of uh, Julius Irving and two spots ahead of Alex English, another guy no, who's criminally, criminally underrated historical basketball player. Yeah, it's and why. I, I, okay, I, Benji, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, w- I would have taken him over Vince Carter. I think. I think that would have been fair, probably. Um, so Please I'm add, thrilled. Thank you for leaving me with Sidney Moncrief. Let me add one thing. This is why John mentions 1983. Not only was he top five in MVP, he was all defense. He was first team all defense, first team all NBA and the defensive player of the year. And not to be outdone, he was first team all defense, second team all NBA and finished eighth in MVP and the defensive player of the year the next season. And it's why when HBO tried to, as a narrative point in this Lakers show be like, how could Jerry West want this scrub, Sidney Moncrief, when we could get Magic Johnson? Granted, Magic had a better career, was a better player than Sidney Moncrief. Yeah. Like, that doesn't mean he was a scrub. There, That actually was a, a... He was evaluating a really good basketball player and a future Hall of Famer that, as Benji said, one of the better players in the 90s. just wasn't generational. Jeez, which, yeah. you like, of the 80s. You just don't always see that when a kid is 18, 19, 20 years old. So. Yep. Yeah, so um, I'm thrilled with him. I get a second pick, pick, right? Yep. I'm also now going to start sprinkling because I spent uh, way too long focusing on like the 1947 to 60 drafts because I <laughs> love that stuff. Okay. And like I spent That's less I spent less time like ranking who I'm going to pick here and so I'm taking my time and while Andrew's like talking and selecting I'm You're like welcome. scrolling frantically. We do, we, we do um, favors like that where it's like okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start I'm going to start sprinkling stall, in some yeah. facts. I'm going to start sprinkling in some facts here. Here's a sick one. This is my favorite one. <laughs> if I could find it. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned Tom Thack Tom Thacker the legend. Oh my God. The man, the myth, the legend. 1963 fifth overall selection. Uh huh. Here's a little trivia for you. There's only one MB individual who has won an ABA championship, an NBA championship, and an NCAA championship. Do you know who that man is? The Tom Thacker. That man is Tom 
Thacker. And you better not be taking him. Yeah, this he's is just not a fact. taking Sean Thacker. Fact. Okay. That is a pretty incredible stat. I'm yes. definitely not taking him. But three points pretty, per game in his career. <laughs> listen, Tom is a legend. Don't take it away. You you try to win one of those, all three of those, man. Touche. That's unbelievable. All right. Who am I taking? For three here? so far. Here I'm taking. I'm staying with my. I'm going to be the best defense in the history of the entire world. My second forward is going to be the great. I could find it. I got some stats for him too over here. I think great I know where you're going. Bobby Jones. Ah, uh, uh, great wow. defensive player. Drafted My in God. 1974. 6'9 so forward, ultra versatile, four time all star, eight time defensive first team. Won the championship with the Sixers a little bit later in his career in 83 as the sixth man. A, one of the great underrated defensive players of all time. I, I'm not really sure how anybody's ever going to score on my team. Just to repeat, I got Frazier and I got Moncrief in the backcourt. I got Pippen and I got Jones as my forwards. This is, this is, this is intense. I hope, Good I actually luck. hope people vote for you because this is, I, I, I respect this. Listen, this man, approach a lot. From an entertainment value, Benji should win this draft. Everybody, you, everybody playing your team, any player on the court <laughs> against your team is going to feel like Tony Kukoc in the 92 <laughs> yes. Olympics. That's if you and think. if you've watched any old Sixers tape, like those championship the championship year in '83, um, Jones was such a great connector for them. Just such a brilliant basketball player. And that's the reason his, his numbers don't overwhelm you, but he made four all-star teams in the NBA just because he was extraordinarily respected by his peers as somebody who just impacted winning. Um, maybe the best version of that player is Scottie Pippen, who I also have. Um, so I'm doing pretty damn well. So there you go. Okay. Bobby Jones. Well done. Well done, Benji. Andrew, I think I know where you're going with this, but... <laughs> do you? I think I do. Okay. Um Maybe it's, not. It, well, it's tough because, like, if I take a guard, I'm out. You know, like I can't take another guard the rest of the draft. There are a lot of guards remaining. Having said that, if I get a a certain guard here, I'm forfeiting drafts. But I also think I'll have three pretty dynamic guards. That's take them. That's the go with that's your convictions. The, you want me? You want me to lose the draft? So go right with your convictions. So, uh, so here's here's my my thought right now. There's a center. It's really old that I made a bet with Jeremy. John will take him. Um, I almost, for comedic purposes, need to make sure he gets taken by John. Um, there are a couple forwards that I think will get back to me, and it's fine. Um, there's a guy that, again, I'm conceding, but I'm also recognizing how good he is. And I've also done these Patreon pods with John for entirely too long where he, from an analytics perspective, has sung the praises of this guy too much to where, yes, he's the worst defender in the NBA. Benji's right. Um, like uh, I'm not going defense here. Uh, but okay. while, while I am like worried about how to score on your team, Benji, I'm also uh, perfectly fine competing against your team because you don't have someone that can take advantage of Trey Young the way I would like them to. Uh, um, so I will go with Trey Young. I think Walt, I think, I think I know he would. I know he would. I know he would. I know he would. I figured it worked with the pick. The Clyde disrespect on this pod is not something I expected. I'm just saying, uh, throw Trey back in 1969 or put Walt now where like, they actually run up and down the court and who knows what would have happened. Okay. Yeah. JJ Reddick. Yeah. No. Relax. <laughs> now you're upsetting me. I will go. Now you're upsetting me. Oh, by the way, Shohei Otani is the MVP. 
I'm, um, I'm totally joking. Totally joking. We I don't need to open that can. We don't need to open that can. Trey Young will be my next pick. Okay. I'm putting it as a bench guard. I am also going to take a bench player. I'm going to take Kevin Love, who's I thought who you were going to take. I was. That's the other forward I was thinking of. I think there are other forwards available. I mean, I don't think I need to say much about Kevin Love. He has had... He's kind of had like three different careers now. I mean, fascinating career. Yeah, I mean, he was he was one of the I don't know four or five best assets in the sport at one time when he was young and he was on the Wolves and he was you know leading the league and rebounding and just like you know firing away from deep and doing everything. I mean, that dude was unbelievable. And then the Cavs traded for him, and then he kind of transformed a little bit into something else, and he did it pretty seamlessly, might I add. And now it seems like he's in the middle of a, a nice final act for a team that's, uh, I'm not going to say his name, but uh, a team that's going to be pretty good, I think, next year at the very least. And then who knows, maybe he stays around and and uh, sticks around on Cleveland for the minimum after that or for not a lot of money. It, it wouldn't shock me. Um, but yeah, Kevin Love's just really, I'm, I'm obviously my team is going very much with the offensive um, end of the ball. So I will add Kevin Love to my Vince Carter, Ray Allen, and Kevin Garnett core. Uh, how about that? Kevin Love and, mm. and Kevin Garnett. I like that. I like that combo. Um, Wait, is he a starting forward for you, Kevin? Love? No, he's, he's coming off the bench because I put Vince oh, Carter forward. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, like, which the, if you see the Google Doc, Benji, I have it, which I, all the teams highlighted. So and John's honest, also done with forwards, right? Oh, yeah. And, and if I'm being honest, up. if I'm being honest, the reason I put, um, Vince Carter at forward is because I thought love would get taken. I think I should have a chance to take him. So I, I might've done that definitely. That's okay though. Um, because there are still good guards on the board. Um, very many good guards on the board. Um, yeah, there are very many good guards on the board. I, I could go in a couple of different directions here. I'm hoping. You want to do this? Man, there's names, there's names with more star potential, but I am, I am, Hopeful the Nick fans <laughs> will value a name that hangs in the rafters and there are not Damn many it. names. There Damn are not, not many names that hang in the rafters of Madison Square Garden. And people talk about those championship teams and they oftentimes conveniently leave his name out when they talk about Clyde and uh, Reed and DeBusher and um, and Bradley and Earl Monroe, even though he was just as big a part of those teams as anyone, and that is Dick Barnett. So I will take Dick Barnett. Fifth pick in 1950. Out of the 70 team, not really the 73 team as much, but the he, 70 yes, team Yes, he was, he, he was already on his, I think that may have been his last year in the league. Yeah, I think he was almost, yeah, he was almost gone then. But yeah, he was uh, certainly a central part of the, of the, of the championship squads. Great. Great player, trademark jump shot with the knees bucking up on him. Um, can't go wrong with Dick Barnett. Solid. And he's coming off your bench, right? No, yeah. he's going to be starting for me at guard. Oh, interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah, my bad. Yeah, so he's starting a guard next yeah. to Ray Allen. So I guess I'm going... Yeah, good who's, luck. Running, who's running my offense? This is a rough, rough situation. Well, look, you could still get a table setter and you could end up benching Barnett. I think that might happen. I think you might end up putting Barnett on the bench, who some of his best work was done off the bench. This is Dude, true. This is a disciple of Tom Thibodeau. You don't need a real point guard. It's oh, fine. Right. Alec Burks is going to be his last pick. You know, Alec oh. Burks, not the fifth pick in the draft. Um, he was, I think he was like the 13th pick in the draft. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Just we'll, we'll just wait till we get to that draft. Oh. Um, okay. 
Jeremy, uh, I lost because I'm going to take the guy that I thought for sure John would take. Oh, we're getting our first center? We're getting easy our, our first center. We're getting easy Ed McCauley. Um, Good job by you. Seven-time All-Star, four-time All-NBA, uh, 1958 NBA champ from 1951 until... Let's go. Well, just for his career, 17 and 7 for his career. From 1951 to 57, uh, 18 and 6, uh, 18 and 8, excuse me. Um, guy that's kind of lost time, although made the 75th anniversary. No, didn't make the 70, uh, no. NBA all seven. Is a whole, is a Hall of Famer. A though. Hall of Famer, though. Um, easy Ed McCauley is where I'll go. Put him in, putting him at center. And let me just tell you something, I, I, some research I did. First of all, uh, the only thing I'll say is he's 6'8". So I, your, your defensive uh, acumen here is just, it's, you're starting center as a 6'8". Uh, <laughs> let's just say, let's just say white man from drafted in 1949. Yes. Um, okay. right, but listen, whatever. Let's talk, but, but, but we should be nice to Ed McCauley. was the a great, only, great player. The only remaining player that hasn't been drafted with at least the 100 accrued win shares, by the way. Just I love that pick. out there. How about this for some factoids? Who was that McCauley traded for? To Boston? From Boston. Uh, who? Bill Russell. Ever heard of him? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? That's a good call. Because <laughs> oh, wow. that was not. That was whose pick was that? Uh, 56. So I, I don't remember, but I, I I did see that he was traded for Bill Russell from the draft draft rights. That's pretty crazy. That's nuts. Wow. Who's that might the, be what he's most known for. Actually. Who's the youngest NBA player to be inducted into the Hall of Fame? Is it Ed McCauley? Ed McCauley, 32 years old. Uh, St. Louis. It was St. Louis's pick. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, Who's the only Boston retired number to have not won a championship as a Celtic? Oh, is it Ed McCauley? Ed McCauley, who also coincidentally beat the Celtics in the championship and Bill Russell in 1958, although he was more of a fringe player at that point. Was that a was later. a Bob Pettit. Was that? No, that was a Bob Pettit. It was, it was Bob Pettit. Yeah, yeah, Bob Pettit. Yeah, Bob Pettit the only, that was the last year the Celtics didn't win for a yeah. very long time. Um, and the crazy thing about McCauley is he shot like 50% from the field at a time when nobody shot 50% from the nobody field. Nobody did. Yeah. So, 55% to be exact. A yeah. great pick. All respect. Going back to 1949 draft pick. I love it. Thank you. Well done. Well Benji. done, sir. Um, you have two picks. Two picks. Oh, my God. I love how well researched you came into this draft. This is fantastic. Only, really only, only for 1949. Oh, I got well, thank, so thank you, Ed McCauley. I spent two hours between 1949 and 1960, and I forgot to do the rest. Um, okay, here we go. I had a lot of, there was a lot of additional talent on the board from those years, Benji. There is. There is. I, I had... So I have... I have two guards and two forwards right now mm-hmm. drafted. Including a great Nick. Well, I think probably deserves to be drafted, but he talking about. Listen, Raymond Felton was a great Nick. This <laughs> is um, not who I was talking about. Uh, okay, who should I draft here? Let's see. Uh, okay. Oof. This is where it gets real. I will say this. This is, I think, it gets really hard. Here. This is, might does. be as challenging a portion of a draft as we've entered yet because there are some current names that are like good, but they're. So young and they're unproven. Yep. I um, was actually going to take Trey Young here based on all the defense that I have. And, uh, and Andrew snatched him from me. Boom. I'll make a trade um, with you. I'm going to draft. So here, uh, this is a fill. Oh, I want him to. So for bench spots, I get two bench spots. Yes. And they could be any position. Yes. It can't be the same position. Yeah. So you can't draft two bench guards. 
Oh man. Like you can only have three guards on your team and three forwards and so on and so forth. Yikes. I'm going to take Steve Smith. Mm, I like that. With well one done. Of my picks. Underrated player. One of the great shooters of the nineties, a guy who averaged, I think he averaged 20 multiple times. Um, just like a really great offensive player has a move named after him for God's sake, the Smitty, which is a great little hesitation move. Um, I, I was eyeing him. A lot of the good shooters have been taken. Uh, but I, I think with my backcourt being Moncrief and Frazier, kind of more old fashioned shot creators, I think having, having a, a solid sniper around the three point arc is important. So that's Sorry. my first pick is Steve Smith. And what do you need? What what is he needs? What a I need center? a center and a bench. A center and a bench. Uh, but I'm not even sure if and a bench is taken because and I'm kind of forward. fine with either of two centers available. So I don't even feel I don't feel compelled. Benji, I could take a second center. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to because they're not good enough. Uh, but then who are you taking a center? So take the other guy. Take the other guy if you really don't care. And who would the other guy be? Sheesh, this is hard. All right, I'm doing it. John Kakak? <laughs> oh, I need it. Okay, first of all, I'm taking Guy Rogers. Okay. <laughs> so wait, Talk I took, about him. I'm taking Steve Smith as a forward, by the way. Okay. We're cool with that? Okay. That's great. Talk, talk to us about hey, Guy whoa, Rogers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Steve Smith, every year of his career on basketball reference is listed as a shooting guard. I think that I think he could take him. every year of his career on basketball reference is listed as a shooting guard, even on basketball. That's what we've gone by on his basketball. Reference oh, that is true. He is listed he is all listed as a guard. shooting guard. Okay. Okay. So Listen, this is your third guard. If you're taking, I really want to talk about guy Rogers. All right. So I took Steve Smith, so I can't talk about guy Rogers yet. Talk all about right. guy Rogers. If you want, just, you can't take him. Well, now someone else is going to take him. Hall of Famer guy Rogers. Amazing. Well, John and I can't take guards. So if you want to talk about Guy Rogers. Oh, no, John can take a guard. So maybe can you can talk guard. him up. Take Guy Rogers. I will not be taking Guy Rogers. <laughs> talk about Guy Rogers. Guy Rogers. The most Guy Rogers has been ever mentioned in his life. Guy Rogers. <laughs> Guy Rogers. Hall of Famer guy. 21st all time in assists. Really? Oh, wow. All time. Pull up the highlight vids. That guy was throwing some cool passes in 1960 for the San Francisco Warriors and mm-hmm. then the uh, Chicago Packers. Is that you guys might recall that one oh, Will Chamberlain and the Philadelphia Warriors. You guys heard of Will Chamberlain? Yes. Will Chamberlain Pretty scored cool. 100 points once. You heard about that? Yeah. yeah. Do you know who had 20 assists in that game? <laughs> guy Rogers. <laughs> Wilt would never be Wilt without Guy Rogers. Guy Rogers would be made another guy. Wilt. He would just uh-huh. he wouldn't he would have gone like in the third or fourth round of the third the picture. Three if it wasn't years for guy over Rogers. ten assists per game. Guy Rogers. I didn't want to let him slide. He's a legend. I love you, Guy. Guy Rogers deserves some some props. All right, moving on. We got our Guy Rogers in. Can I take Walter Davis as a forward? Yes, you can take Walter Davis as a forward. There's enough small forward slash shooting guard years. That let, me, let me talk about play. Walter Davis. Talk about Walter Davis. This Walt- is on my cheat sheet, so good Walter pick. Davis, another criminally underrated player. And unfortunately, I think one of those guys in the late 70s, 80s who, who were drugs kind of took a lot away from one of the super supreme talented players of that era. Still managed to make six all-stars. Came into the league averaging 24 a game, one rookie of the year in 77. Um, a phenomenal talent. You watch him. He, he, he looks like, like the, the dream of any guy, like kind of like what Jabari Smith looks like. He's not as tall, but like, just like a specimen, just like a perfect basketball body, smooth as silk, a really excellent offensive player. 
Um, so I, I love the I love Walter Davis is is the pick here as my backup forward. I like the pick. I like the pick like, too. Thank you. All right, Andrew, your second to last pick. You need a guard and a forward, or, or could do what do you? I you can't need? take another guard. So I you, can't, I need to take a forward, and, and I you, could take probably, a center. Yeah, but you're probably going to take two forwards. Am I? I don't know. I don't know if I if I take a center here, it puts you guys in an interesting spot. Well, this put me in a bad spot because I have two picks left. So right, so you can. Well, it it might quite Benji. literally literally screwed Benji. If I'm I, actually fine with three more centers, so you guys do it. Really? You do you, you do you. Who are you? Oh, I I know exactly. Centers ex- centers a center. Well, listen, my my perimeter okay. defense is so good, it doesn't even matter. I forgot <laughs> how much you loved uh, Lasalle Thompson. <laughs> I am enjoying Benji's trivia session. So as a result, I'm going to take a guy who... Good for you. Yes. Yes. Who for... I, I've got a five-year stretch here where he averaged 25 and 12 with two with close to two blocks a game on 50% effective field goal percentage. Uh, not only a, a four-time All-Star, but two-time All-NBA. I would oh. Demarcus Cousins. Come on. Seriously, you're going to do that to me? I'm seriously going to do that to you. I don't see another forward where it's obvious for me. You mean center? Or fo- another, no, you're taking him at forward. I can't okay. take another guard. No, I'm putting okay. him in. I'm putting you him can't in, take Demarcus I'm Center him, as a forward. Boogie's a center. Boogie's a center. Boogie's a center. I'm taking a second center. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you took a second center and it's Demarcus Cousins. Yes. I don't personally see a forward that's in my face obvious. I see like six guards on my cheat sheet here before mm-hmm. I would take a center or a forward again. Okay. But I can't take a third guard. It's a fourth guard. So, okay. All right. Okay. I, okay. So now it's to me and I have to take a center and um, I basically could either take two centers or I take a center and a forward. Yes. Correct. Correct. Okay. The center I want to take is the guy I think I don't know that anybody else on basketball reference has this many um nicknames uh, listed <laughs> for him. him. Yeah. He's always gonna be chalk and thunder to me though. And that's <laughs> Daryl Dawkins. Um I I wanna take Daryl Dawkins. He never made an all-star team. Um he was obviously more most known for his dunks, uh that he like named, I think, several of them. Uh he's quite a character if you ever heard an interview with him. Yeah, screw it. I'll take Daryl Dawkins. Daryl Dawkins, good pick. Yeah, that was the guy I wanted. All right. Yeah, I was. I was. It's it's chalk and thunder, baby. Okay, and now I have a forward spot left to fill. Correct. You have, or I could take forward another or another center. Yes. <laughs> Would it be funny if I took another? If you center? took, a, if we took four centers before Benji takes one, and he's just stuck rolling. Who's with... the other center you're gonna take? <laughs> There's another yep. center here that I could take. I mean, uh, I don't want to say his name, but. No, I mean, I guess there is, but I feel like if you take this guy, it's, even though you already have a center, it's a little nuts. Go with what your heart wants, Sean. Go with what my heart wants. Yeah. Um, thank you for that. Pick what you'd like. <laughs> Who cares what the Twitter says? Don't let do what you want to do, boo boo. Okay. But people are going to think I'm trying to screw over Benji. I mean, it's quite literally what I was doing. So. You, well, you're trying to screw over both of us. That's both right. Really sick, sick <laughs> bastards, both of you. The draft you know, brings I, out the dark sides of all of us. Yes, John. I know you love Sheldon Williams coming up, but I wouldn't take him here. <laughs> I'll go with Juwan Howard. Oh, interesting. Go with Juwan Howard. You can't take Juwan Howard. I thought I could take a forward. No, you just you've Kevin Love as your other forward. 
Oh, you so have, I have to you can only guard. take a guard or a center. Yes. Okay. So I will that, not be taking Juwan Howard. I shout out to Juwan Howard. He's, he's my he's next so pick. So yeah, shout out to Juwan Howard. Is, are you going to take him? Okay. Yeah. I'll, he's I'll the take, other forward that's available. That's why I, I jumped right in. It's like, you can't take Juwan Howard. I'll take the other guy that I was thinking of between, I was between him and, and this guy. I'll take Jake, Jason Richardson. Ooh. Okay. Andrew, before you take Juwan Howard. Yeah, go ahead. Actually, sorry, uh, John, I don't know if you want to say something about Jason Richardson. Please do. I Great mean, dunker. Yes. <laughs> outstanding dunker. Great dunker. Uh, he tailed off towards the end of his career, but still averaged 17 a game for, you know, his, his, he was 17, five rebounds, like almost three assists, uh, 50 above 50 effective field goal percentage for his career. Had a lot of seasons where he was really up there, but that was when he was more of a, uh, secondary player, but even like, I mean, not always some great teams, although he was part of the Phoenix teams. He obviously was part of the Golden State teams. He had a nice little career, Jason Rich. I think doesn't get, a, well, not going to get a whole lot of uh, credit for it, but I think he had a good, nice career. Yes. Uh, Benji, what were you going to say? Benji, what do you got? Before you take Juwan Howard, can I, can I convince you to take somebody else? Sure. You're taking a forward here? Yeah, I have to. Are you trying to convince me of? You should take Jack Marin then. I should uh, I should take Jack Marin then. Jack Marin is objectively the correct pick. It would have been the correct pick for me. Jack uh, Marin was a stud. Two-time All-Star. Convince me. Jack Marin's two-time All-Star. 20 and 28 point point of game score. 1971 playoffs against the Knicks. That was when Earl Monroe was with the was with Washington and where there were arch rivals with the Knicks. Averaged twenty eight and three in that series when the Bullets went to the uh, went to the finals. Playoff Baltimore, performer, by the way, Baltimore. Oh, no, 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 no. Never mind. No, you're right. You're right. Baltimore. Baltimore. Go ahead. Right. Um, just I think more credentialed than 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 Juwan Howard and and a more uh, impacted winning at the NBA level at a to a to an extent to which uh, Juwan Howard did not. But I'll allow you to do what you want. <laughs> It's great. I just wanted to to talk about him because my entire hope with including Benji was that he would be able to help add more context to these old people that John kept bringing up. I think you successfully did that because I wouldn't have even considered Jack Marin, um, the 1968 first uh, fifth pick overall. Uh, The problem, Benji, is that I started watching basketball in the 90s. <laughs> so I have to go with my eye test that also confirms. Also, one of my favorite teams to do research on, it's one of my favorite 30 for 30s, is the Michigan Fab Five and what they meant, not just to what it changed to how college basketball is evaluated, no longer you expected to go to college and sit for a couple of years. You actually thought, Playing freshman was smarter because you get to start their clock sooner. Uh, and he's part of that. Granted, he's the third best player potentially on that team. But I think there's a conversation with him and Jalen Rose. Maybe not maybe not all time. But once you go to Jalen Rose's peak, but longevity, I would go Juwan Howard. And look, playoff success be damned. We're talking about from age 21 to age 27, Juwan Howard averaged 18 points, seven rebounds and four assists on decent efficiency. Um, I will go with Juwan Howard, uh, not only um, a one-time all-star, but a one-time all-NBA and a two-time NBA champ. Granted, those two came mostly as the Udonis Haslam role. I like it. I like the pick. I don't actually like the pick, but I accept the pick. <laughs> you accept much the pick. like the trade go. of the player that we're not going to say his name. 
Um, okay. And so your last I, pick. I, yeah, I got to take a center. You have to take a center. Yes. And, uh, and, and um, Cousins is off the board. Chuck I think Cousins there's an obvious the center board. here. I think there's a hilarious center you can take. So my... The one that I have next on my center board, and I feel like I hope I'm not missing somebody obvious, is Sam Lacey. But who am I missing? Valanciunas. Yeah, Valanciunas. Oh, hell no. I figured. (laughs) Oh, Oh, hell no. Say, look, Sam Sam Lacey made an all-star team. Let me talk about Sam Lacey first. Uh, Talk about Sam Lacey. He's your pick. Go for it. He's got this. (laughs) Yeah, first of all, Sam Lacey, like I, I'm, I have, I have a bias against like plotting centers in general, and I this is not this is not a player that I'm interested on this team in having, especially with my defensive, uh, my defensive vibe I got going. Sam Lacey, a much more standard six ten, walked into the league as a double double, made an All Star game. His number was retired by the Kings, and we're talking That's about impressive. a guy who, um, who really made an impact on his squad. Average two blocks a game a couple times, like a real your your classic anchor defensively at the center position. Will catch and finish for when my guys get into the lane. Um, I'm glad the other one you were thinking was Valanciunas. I, I thought I was missing somebody else. I don't. I would pick Sam Lacey or Valanciunas, but I'm 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 open to arguments. Talk about a again not a draft people typically think of as like one of the more stacked drafts in NBA history, but Sam Lacey's fifth pick in the 1970 draft. Four guys ahead of him all made it to the Hall of Fame. Wow. Number one pick, Bob Lanier. Number two, Rudy Tomjanovich. Number three, uh, Pistol Pete Maravich. And number four, uh, former MVP Dave Cowens. Not a bad... That's a damn good draft. Not a bad top four. And then, as you said, Lacey, you know, not in the caliber of, of those other... Really solid folks. NBA starter for a lot of years. Yeah. All-star. Yeah. I, I'm happy that I got him because I, if you... I, I'm glad I don't have Alan Junis. Here's another tidbit. Ready? John McConaughey was drafted in 1951. Didn't have much of an NBA career, but he was a founding member of Citizens National Bank. <laughs> Benji, I love you. I love that that's a stat that guy. That guy, the guy might be the richest on this. Might list. be the richest on this list. I would. Mean, well, all right, hold up. What's his it's name? John McConaughey. I think he's dead. No, but you can look up his net worth. I don't know why that's not funny. <laughs> Speaking of I'm Sheldon Williams, go ahead. Keep talking. I'm going to look up John McConaughey. You mentioned Sheldon Williams before in passing uh, fifth pick of the Atlanta Hawks. How bad was that pick um, of every fifth pick to play at least uh, 300 NBA games of which there were 56? Um, he has the lowest scoring average. Ever. He's the only one of those 56 players to average uh, fewer than five points a game, I believe. That's not great. There's a lot of Knicks connections in this oh, draft. So, wait, sorry. John, John Concack also averaging. Yeah. Oh, wow. There's a lot. Yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't have much to say about Concack. Um, a lot of Knicks <laughs> connections in this draft. Do you guys notice that? A lot of Knicks, old so, guys ended up with the Knicks or were drafted by the Knicks. Let's a lot Skywalker. Of yeah. Well, more notable than that, the guy that I was talking about that probably should have gotten drafted was Kenny Sears. So Kenny Sears is a guy yeah. I only know about. I had him in blue. I had him highlighted as someone I could have picked. Yeah, Really, really good player. Drafted in 1955. Spent a lot of years with the Knicks. Um, put up some really nice numbers back when guys didn't score yeah. a whole lot. Another guy who shot close to 50% from the field when it wasn't really done. Um, yeah, and then the other forget about Kenny Walker, Dave Stallworth. I was gonna um, yeah, so I, Dave Dave Stallworth was um you know not the most 
remembered part of the 1970 championship team, but Dave Stallworth was like, I, I got to look up where he ended up on my top 75, but he's, he's somewhere in, I'm fairly certain he's somewhere in like top 30. Uh, Stallworth was, was a good Nick. And uh, he was also probably most significantly known as part of the Earl Monroe trade. So, and two things about him too. Like one, you mentioned about his role in 1970 team, obviously Willis Reed was not healthy throughout yep. that finals. And Stallworth was the guy who had to guard Wilt. Yep. When, yep. when Reed wasn't in the game. So he played a huge role. Also crazy story that he was actually out of the league for the two prior years because of a heart attack. Yeah. He so came back two years in his, in his prime, came back to for the 69, 70 season, thankfully, and um, won a championship. So that's a pretty amazing story. Yeah. So those are the only two guys that I wanted to shout out. Um, Andrew, anything else that we forgot? I cannot find John McConaughey's net worth. Um, that's a shame. But he, that would have been the most important thing to come out of this. Yes, it would have. He did make, <laughs> by adjusted for inflation, about $20 million in his playing career, though. No, that's wrong. Regardless, there's a $20 million net worth next to his name. I'm done. I'm closing the tab on John McConaughey. Uh, the only players I thought had a chance to get drafted are actually, at least that are on my cheat sheet that I was considering because of their because of their guard, their, their positional designation, because their guards uh, was Darius Garland because yep. he made an all-star team yep. and Mike Miller because he had yep. some hardware. Per, I would say Purvis Short was was another guy who he was at drafted in 78, averaged 28 a game, and he like a really, really great scorer mm-hmm. uh, for a couple of years there. Could have been drafted. Um, otherwise, I think we got... The next center I would have taken probably was LaSalle Thompson, honestly. Well, at least like a double-double guy oh, for a couple of years. Okay. Man, why um, do you hate Jonas Valanciunas? Because he's can't play defense. That's why. Uh, wow. Um, Revi- I'm going to re-ask you. What do you, I also, do you think? I, I did like defense to think is important. I did like to think about like if De'Aaron Fox was running around in like 1960. What would that be like? Yeah. <laughs> like, he would have been like the I, I looked at. I looked at Fox. He would have been like the flesh. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, I, Walt! Wait, wait, wait! We got the Walt Hazard or Hazard. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Get all your tidbits out. I think it's Hazard. Out of here. Hazard. Hazard. Maybe was it's part Hazard. Of, actually, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of the Dukes of Hazard. I can't. <laughs> I can't say. Definitely not the best Walt in this draft. However, first, un, he was part of the first undefeated UCLA season under John Wooden, pre Luau Cinder, <laughs> and was an All Star with the Seattle expansion team in 1968. Averaged 24, four and six. So another guy that could have. Maybe you've been drafted. Um, a lot of talent, a lot of talent left on the board. It was, it got this draft got pretty flat pretty quickly. I think I'll, I'll say that. In terms top, of- it was a really obvious top five, and yeah. then it really dropped off. Um, but that was a lot of fun. Thanks, guys, yeah. for indulging, indulging my insanity. I, I, I hope we can eventually do what we intended to do this time, but couldn't because of, of scheduling issues and have all four of us uh, be a part of it, me, you, uh, well, and Andrew and Jeremy. Here's what I'll say. The, the six pick, you want to talk about a drop off? Um, I don't think there's enough players in the six pick to do a one full draft. So maybe what we well, that's do my is, sweet spot. What do you mean? We'll go deep. We'll just go deep. I personally don't want to do Listen, that kind of research on any draft pick. where there's a chance of me being able to draft the one and only Danilo Gallinari. <laughs> it's a great day. And actually that's, I shouldn't even say that because it's, it, there's zero question. Gallinari would get drafted in that draft. So I'm not even being um, like facetious here. Uh, Wally Zerbiak might be like a, a legitimate 
consideration if we just did a oh, six yeah, pick draft. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, so maybe what we do is a six seventh draft, and then you had a, a four panel, a four person panel. So that way, the voting body or the the body is a little bit more. I gotta say, there's. So like there's an we could just say like Larry Bird was taken six. Larry, yeah. And then Adrian so, Dantley. And then so, it, so it's definitely a bit of a cheat and another top 75 all time player um, or two top 75 all time players. Adrian Dantley is not one of them. There are t- two top 75ers taken six overall. Jerry seven, Lucas. Seven Hall of Famers. Yes. Jerry. Yeah. Jerry Lucas and, and Dame Lillard. Yeah. I'm, yeah Dame, Lillard going. Was a, Dame Lillard was a farce. Uh, regardless of whether he's a farce or not. We're uh, you want to talk about a farce getting to two, f- three forwards, three guards, and three centers in a cheat sheet is going to be difficult. I, I mean, Red so- Red Kerr was taking six overall. I mean, come on, guys. I am officially campaigning for us to do a six seventh draft and adding a fourth person. That's fine. Deal. All right. <laughs> thank um, you. Benji, thank you for joining us. Uh, this this was a guys. lot of fun. I needed your energy tonight. And, uh, <laughs> Andrew, thank you so much for your participation in this draft. And everybody else, thanks uh, thanks so much for checking out another episode of the Next Film School Podcast. We'll be back with more fun and games before you know it. Peace out.